Come on. Welcome to Money Savage, Savage Approach Personal Finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, a strong and powerful Chris right. Bellchamber. Chris, are you ready to do this? Hi, thank you, George, for inviting me. Excellent. Chris is the managing partner of CB Investment Management. He managed the UK bond desk for JP Morgan, and he's the author of Invest Like the Best, The Low-Risk Road to High Returns. Chris, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. <laughs> right. Uh, personal life, well, I guess yeah, I'm living here in North Virginia. Um, I I love sports of all kinds. I'm getting old, so it's now golf. Uh, <laughs> I, play, play, I play a lot of. Um, and, uh, yeah, I've been, I've been at market since 1984. Um, so this is, I've been, been at this for a while. I wrote a book for Credit Suisse Post Boston in uh, 1988 and swore I'd never write another book. Um, but here I am. I wrote another book. I couldn't stop myself. So, uh, <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> that's, uh, that's the short version. Um, nice. Why well, I, I appreciate that. So, so 1984, um, so you've seen the markets change and evolve, or are the markets essentially the same as they've always been? Oh, they're very they're very different. Well, you know the principles um, and practices of you know the best people is are uh, that's kind of timeless. But how the markets behave, who the participants are, the techniques, it's just completely different from from what it was back then. That's for sure. Do you think it's for the better or for the worse, or is that not the way to think about it? Uh, well, it's. I mean, it's better in the sense it's it's as how ingenious people are at improving and evolving. So that's fantastic. In terms of policy, I think it might be worse <laughs> um, because I think we've we've gone down a road um, and and uh, <clears throat> as. One of the best investors in my book says Stan Druckenmiller, there is no end game. So uh, we don't know where, exactly where we're going, and, and neither, neither do our policymakers, I don't believe. So, so what does that really mean? That means that you have to be uh, constantly creative and evolve to the situation. It's not like um, you're in a box. Um, where like a chessboard, uh, there's boundaries and there are rules which are inviolable. Um, we're in a, we're in a situation where um, you know today uh, things are happening which have never happened before. So um, <clears throat> you have a lot of tools, but you also have to be creative and evolve um, to you know remain on track with the best practices. Yeah, interesting. Do you have have so so? Walk me through a little bit more about about your career or what what your focus with the markets has been. Um, yeah, my focus um, with the markets has always been how how do you um, you know right from the beginning? I think I've always been risk averse. And I've always been puzzled 
um, by the behavior of other participants um, who just charge in and um, uh, and and are very emotional about what they do rather than strategic. And um, and I guess that's why I had to write this book. Um, but rather than talk about just my own approach, I thought um, the best thing to do is, is who are the best? Who are the best guys? You know, and, and what is that? Um, and that's really valuable information because, you know, you know, as a golfer, um, it helps me to go on the uh, YouTube and watch Tiger Wing woods swing a golf club or rory mcelroy i'm not going to play like them tomorrow if i if i do that but i can learn something and get better so uh, i think defining the best investors is something that people don't do enough of um and i think it's enormously rewarding when you do this episode is brought to you by money alignment academy if you are looking for a financial wellness platform for your company, your organization, and your employees, check out moneyalignmentacademy.com or click on the link in the notes of the show. That certainly does make sense to me that that why not <laughs> emulate the people who are at the at the highest levels, be it uh, professional sports or professional investing. Um, and so that's what you decided to do was to do to do your best to to to, to get inside their heads and learn. Here are here's here's how you think about it, and here's how you actually act on that thinking. Uh, absolutely, and and uh, it, I guess it 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 fitted with my own bias, which is you know the, the risk and the strategic sort of part of it. And um, uh, what was what was quite amazing is that there are a lot of commonalities between the great investors, the Jim Simons, the Stan Druckenmillers, and um, if you use their metrics, um, first of all, you can create some metrics which which show you uh, really in a few seconds whether you're trading like the best investors. Uh, just four metrics will tell you that, and if you create a, this grid that I talk about in Chapter 7, within a few seconds you can say, am I trading like a best investor or not, and what's the gap? between what I'm doing or my investment advisors doing and the best investors. And then you can more or less realize what track you're on. Um, are you taking, are you on this really solid path to high long-term returns or are you allocating risk a little bit inefficiently and maybe taking too much risk, which is drawing in um, luck to the outcome you're going to experience and do you really want to be on that path rather than the path of the best investors so I don't think anyone's really kind of defined that and given the average investor um, some metrics that they should demand to get for themselves from whoever their advisor is if that's if they're using someone else to, to, um, to manage their money so that they can have uh, a better informed assessment and understand the track they're on. And um, I, I, I'm very surprised how unusual that approach is. Um, so 
Um, I'm tired of trying to half explain it, so I thought I got to write the book. Um, and so it's there in print and people can see it. So, um, you know, that was really the purpose. Um, it's, it's enough with the half conversations. We've got to have a book uh, that explains all that. Yeah, that certainly does make sense. <laughs> we are living in such a, for, for, from my perspective, we're, we're living in this wonderful time for the ordinary investor because we have at our fingertips just financial technology companies and tools and low-cost investment management. So if you are a DIY kind of a person, uh, I think it's incredible. But, but Chris, we need that the, the, those the, those metrics and that framework to, 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 to make sure that we're following a system and we have a structure to know, here's sort of what I'm thinking about when I'm, I'm going to be making a new trade or a new allocation and a new investment. But maybe I'm off base a little bit. So this is this is the framework. Yeah, that, that's right. I mean, we have like godlike access to information, which is fantastic. Um, but um, you know, there are there are a lot of steps to be able to use the right tools in the right way, and and some of those steps are are, are self behavior. Um, so like the first two chapters of the book are about your investment mindset because um, what was interesting from the, the best investors was that they would say um, the biggest problem that most investors have, I mean Howard Mark said this, I think Warren Buffett said this and some, some others said this um, as well, they said that the biggest problem that most investors have is not the tools the analysis, the securities, all of those, the, the economy, it's their own behavior. Um, so I think a lot of it, um, a lot of becoming a best investor is actually looking at yourself and figuring out the things that you're doing um, because unless you make certain behavioral adjustments, you're not gonna be able to take advantage of all the incredible tools that are available to you, and uh, that, that, that 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 definitely makes sense. Do you think that there's through lines there for for professional athletes as well? We'll kind of go back to the Tiger Woods and the Roy McIlroy analogy, and you could have the best swing and the best clubs and the best ball and the best tee and everything else, but if you're if 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 if, if your head's not right or you fall apart when something doesn't go your way, do you think that there's a, a through line there as well? Absolutely, absolutely. I think we we are so behavioral. In fact, I've had some people um, have read the book and they're, they're saying, "My gosh, that could you could apply that to marriage counselling." <laughs> um, I just had that comment yesterday, and yeah, it's, it's it is about it's a, a human endeavour, a human behaviour, and you're going to have pressure points. There's going to be moments when, you know, like, like last March. You know, the, the, the S&P 500 is down 34% in five weeks. What are you going to do? Um, and, you know, you're kidding yourself if um, you're not feeling certain behaviors at that time, depending on what your position was or how well placed you were. Um, so uh, it's very difficult for people to sort through their own behavior to get to the right decision. Um, but their behavior is definitely a part of that decision. So um, having the kind of tools that can help you 
um, be consistent and productive in all those situations is really very important. But there's a certain amount of self self work that has to be done. Do you find that 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 people embrace that, or do they say, "Ah, uh, I'll, I'll 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 get to that stuff later. Give me the actual chart." Or the... <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, that, that yeah, that, that's a problem. Yeah, you can t- you can take the shortcuts um, if 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 you like, but the markets have a way of finding you out eventually. If you if you're looking at a twenty thirty year period, you're going to be tested um, in in many ways. Um, so. Um, if you take shortcuts, you're going to have to learn that lesson later. And it's probably going to be after some pain and some evolution that comes from that pain. Better do it up front. sooner you do it, the better. In terms of everything that's going on with, um, with for lack of a better term, social media, sites like Reddit, and I'm sure that, that there's – influenced by all other kinds of social media how how do you see that playing into the markets sort of expanding that over the long term is that going to have a dramatic effect or is this just the natural um effect of more people becoming interested you know i i think we're definitely in extraordinary times um and you know we're um uh, to, to put it into technical terms, um, we're in an environment where both growth and inflation are accelerating, um, and they're doing it not just in America or Japan or Germany. They're doing it just about everywhere across the, the globe. And when you're in that economic environment, which you know it's often called quad two um, of growth and inflation change, you have the most speculation, the most um, equities uh, are almost any equity will go up. And and so you are in an extraordinary part of the cycle. So you are going to get all kinds of participation. Um, and so the, the frenzy is it, it's kind of rational from that point of view. But don't forget, it's cyclical. You know, we will probably when we get in the second half of this year at some point, we'll be moving on to something else. And it, unless you move with the cycles, um, you're going to find yourself on the wrong side. But at the moment, you're very much on the right side if, you, if you're speculative. And and we're even seeing um, the stocks with the worst fundamentals, the highest debt, the lowest profits, the biggest short interest are outperforming everything else. But that actually is what you get in quad two globally, which we've never had to this extent before. Got it. So the behavior is is normal for quad two, but now it's just on an international level. Yes. Yeah. I, I, to a degree never seen before. And what normally happens in quad three? Quad three um, is that's when inflation is still going up, um, but growth is starting to decline uh, relative to where it was. Um, and so uh, what happens there is a different set. You can still do well in tech and commodities. Um, those can still do well. Um, but a lot of other uh, financials don't do so well. Um, and and so there are different sectors that, 
that will do well and it's less universally good um so you have to pick the right spots the right sectors got it quad three quad four which you know the, the best people at predicting these these cycles are, and it's a long way out and we shouldn't really even be talking about it but at the moment the highest probability of the fourth quarter of this year in the u.s is quad four when the only thing you should own is gold and treasuries now i'm not positioning that way now but you need to be aware that there is a different environment potentially on the horizon Things can be different in the future. I don't doubt that for a second. Yes. So. <laughs> yeah. What are your thoughts on 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 cryptocurrency? Just just while I've got you here, Chris. Um, you know, I think uh, uh, I just read a great article by Diego Parra, who I who I quote in my book, and uh, you know, I think he 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 expressed it brilliantly in in that article. I think it's on LinkedIn. Um, uh, which I sent, I sent that article to my clients. Um, yeah, it, I, I think that um, you know it's it's exactly the kind of instrument that would do extraordinarily well in the current quad two conditions because it's a, a speculative. Um, I, however, you know there there are some. Uh, it, it's really unknown where it's going to end up, um, and so. Uh, from a risk management perspective, it's you know it's it's very hard to justify it being a, a huge part of your portfolio. You can't really hedge it really. Uh, there's there's nothing. So you know you can go down 25% in two days, uh, which you recently did. Um, you know what? Do you want that to be a big part of your portfolio? I you know uh, the. Uh, Diego Perot said that um, you know he he thought it was like 20% a good idea and 80% speculation is what he said. I mean that's that's a maybe a reasonable perspective, um, but you know you have to put everything into the framework of the best investors, and I don't think that many of the best investors are high participate have a high participation in cryptocurrencies. Fair Let's enough. put it that way, because of the risk characteristics. I like it. Well, Chris, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Um, I think um, everybody who's investing should create a, that the grid in Chapter 7. It's just simply a risk and return. Put some benchmarks up on that. Put your uh, portfolio in there. And you're going to be able to, in seconds, know what you're doing, how successful it is, um, and what track you're on. I think the benefits um, that come from getting on track with the best investors are immense. Um, because what happens is you end up with a higher probability of having a higher return with less risk and stress. So you get those three things; they come together. So if if you're um, if you want to do well and know whether you're on track 10, 20 years down the road, this is and, and you and you look at that that grid every quarter, every month, or every day if you want to. You you, you need to have that information because it's it's going to do you're going to do better. 
and you're going to have less stress about what you do. So I think it's a really powerful tool uh, and very simple. And everybody should be able to have access to it or, or get that information. It's not complicated. So I think that's that's probably the number one thing. Well, I think that that is great stuff. That definitely gets it. Come on. Come on. Chris, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? Where can people get a copy of Invest Like the Best? Um, the pre-sales are already on Amazon.com. Um, and uh, I have a website uh, which you know, makes moves forward. And you can see what I've written for the last 10 years. Uh, uh, just simply ChrisBellChamber.com. Um, and, um, you know, I'm on Twitter and LinkedIn, so, um, you know, I post there occasionally too. Perfect. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Chris your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to chrisbellchamber.com. That's C-H-R-I-S-B-E-L-C-H-A-M-B-E-R.com. Pick up a copy of Invest Like the Best, The Low Risk Road to Higher Returns on Amazon.com. Thanks again, Chris. Thanks so much. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight as we are all in this together.